today on Real Radio. The money is not going to help you. The position is not going to help you. Clearly, the fame doesn't help you. Go now from this place and know this, that God has a plan for your life. His love for you is immense. His grace will get you all the way through to the end. Jesus is coming back. Church, don't, don't miss him. Welcome to Real Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. On today's edition of Real Radio, Pastor Jack now continues a series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter, with a message called Go Now. You know, the Apostle Peter was one of the disciples of Jesus Christ, and he later became the leader of the early church. His story? Well, it's an ancient one, but really no different than what's happening today. We are still in need of a Savior, and Christ followers still need Peter's heartfelt words of compassion and encouragement. The title of Go Now means to go and do or go and be. It's an active call to live an intentional life, a life holy and set apart and constantly aware of the blessed hope that Christ is returning. But how do we obey the Lord and respond to His calling when how we live is so unpopular in this world? The difference God has made in our lives is like night and day. We just have to show others how His mercy restored our brokenness and share how the goodness of God can change their lives as well. So today on day three of this message, Pastor Jack goes on to say that we can take comfort in Christ returning to this earth. It means that God's grace will be completed in full in our lives. But if we don't give our lives to Jesus Christ, the Bible says we will not enter into eternal life in heaven. The choice? It's up to you and me. Just know that God loves you, and it's His desire to save you. And now in his message called Go Now, Here's pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs. By the way, what's, while she does that, why were some of you just looking at me? I just, all I asked you to do was look under your seat and you're like this, not, not going to do it. Not going to Well, you wish you would have done it in a minute here. What, uh, what, what does that say? It's hard to read because the font is really fancy. I know. Here's what he, here's what he's reading. Never forget this. The Lord is good and he desires to favor me. And if I'm willing to believe in his promises, then it says, present this coupon at the bookstore for a $50 gift, right? Now, look, listen, what did he do? What did he do to get that? He did nothing but look. What did he do to earn it? Nothing. If I, a mere little man, mere little guy, do a little pathetic, not so overwhelming illustration, but at least he's blessed by it. It should have communicated to you, wow, under my seat, I didn't do anything, I just sat here. Exactly, exactly, turn to Christ. Do you understand? Listen, he died on the cross for our sins. We can't pay him that debt, it's impossible. We offended him. Before we even knew he existed, we already offended him. When you and I woke up to the existence of God, we had already sinned, remember? And then he says, just bring me your sin and I'll forgive you and I'll write my name in your book of life. Well, how do, how do I get that to happen? Just come to me. In other words, open up the envelope. And some of you interesting people just looked at me a moment ago like this. I am not, I don't, pastor, I'm not going to do one thing you say. It could have been under your seat. You say, yeah, but it wasn't, but it could have been. That could have been yours. 
You don't earn it. It's given by the grace of God. God does that with his grace toward us. The Bible says, look unto the Lord and be saved, all you ends of the earth. Look to him. Third thing in verse 13 is the fact that God's love is provided. It says that the grace that is to be brought to you. See the word brought? This is an amazing word. The word brought means that it is to be carried aloft. It is to be borne aloft. The word is a nautical term. It's a sailing term from 21 centuries ago. And it means this, that the wind hits the sails. And when wind hits the sails, what happens to the boat? The boat begins to move. Under what power? Listen, is it under the power of the boat or is it under the power of the wind? And God is saying to us that very thing, that God's grace is being brought to you. It's arriving. Now this week, since I got back, I've, I've been to numerous homes and gatherings where people have either uh, passed to Jesus And so I was with the family with tears. They were praising the Lord because mom, wife knew the Lord and uh, they're not lost. They know exactly where they're at. And uh, then I met with somebody this last week who's gone to this church for years. She can't make it anymore. She just had to surrender that freedom. Uh, 96 years old, Audrey, missionary to Guatemala, 96 years old. And she's all bummed because she can't come to church but she's ready to meet Jesus. And uh, she's, she's, she's finished her course. She wants to go. She hasn't gone yet, but she wants to go. She was so happy to go see Jesus. I wanted to go with her. It's like, let's go. She, listen, she's talking to me and she's talking about him. And you would have thought that she's 16 years old talking about some boy she met. And it made me jealous in a precious way. What does this mean to the Christian It means theologically that every day you live your life, you're getting closer to the day the Lord comes for all of us or the Lord comes from you. And it means this, his grace is increasing toward you. It's being brought like a ship that is being brought or pushed along by the wind. Every day, are you a Christian? Every day his grace is magnifying. That's what it means. To the day when your moment comes, his grace will be present for you. How do you think, listen, how do you think men and women, you know, Lisa and I went and stood at the place where Hugh Latimer in England and Oxford was burned to death at the stake for preaching the gospel. How is it that you're being burned to death at the stake and you're preaching the gospel as the flames consume you and, and you, have an, you have an agreement with your fellow uh, prisoners that if, the, if, if I'm not tormented by the flames, I'll keep my hands up. You guys watch me. If I'm not being tormented by the flames, I'll keep my hands up. And they stoke the flames around these defenders of the truth and they preach the gospel with their hands up on fire, ladies and gentlemen. How does that happen? It's impossible, but for the grace of God. Do you understand that? That was brought to them. And listen, if you're in the hospital for cancer, if you've been in an accident, whatever's going on in your life, God's grace as a believer is being brought to you. Think of a butler, as it were, bringing to you these benefits that you could never get on your own. It's being bestowed to you. God's grace is being brought to you. You don't need to fear the future. 
And for every one of us today, what I just challenged you with a moment ago will become more precious. You don't need to worry. God's love is gonna be provided. His grace will be there because God's will is to govern your life. The Bible says in Romans chapter eight, verse 35 to 39, you already know it, but let me repeat it. This is what's being brought to you. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake, that's God's sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, that includes me, shall separate me or shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a promise. Do you believe that? You will not only survive if you believe that, you'll flourish because you'll know that God's love is provided for you. And then he says in closing, it's going to happen at the revelation of Jesus. This grace is coming, and it's ultimately consummated at the coming of Christ. Look at the end of verse 13. By the way, this is the fourth time in 13 verses that Peter makes mention of the coming of Christ for the believer. We're comforted by this, comforted by the return of God. This is our, this is our final point. Listen, it's our final point. We still have 10 minutes. It doesn't mean we're done, so hang on. It's our final point. You guys, the Bible is clear from Old to New Testament. Every one of God's kids are comforted in the Bible and revealed to us to be a clean, clear doctrine of the Bible that the return of Christ for us is a comforting thought. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 to 18, regarding the coming of Christ, that he could come at any moment, therefore comfort one another with these words. Don't answer out loud. I want to ask you this question. Are you right now comforted knowing that Christ could come for you today? If you're not comfortable with that, I ask you why. If Jesus came today, if Jesus met you one hour from this service today, does that, does that terrify you? Does that put a little bit of fear in you? It shouldn't. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, you need to ask him why. Ask him to show you. He loves you. Is there something keeping you from God? Maybe you're a Christian today and you say, well, pastor, I love the Lord, but that kind of terrifies me. By the way, I asked for a service to this. And I'll just give you the same answer. Some said out loud, they said, I don't want Jesus to come today because my grandkids aren't saved yet. That's a legitimate concern, but you pray for them. That's irrelevant of God's coming or not. That's irrelevant of that. God knows his timing's perfect, but you pray, you tell your grandkids, you tell everybody, I get that. Somebody said, not being ready. Somebody said, loving the things of the world. Somebody had the boldness to say, living in sin. And you know that's true. Why would you not be excited about Jesus coming today? Peter told the believers 21 centuries ago that what's coming to the believer is God's abundant grace. That's good news, ladies and gentlemen. That's comforting. And the Bible says very clearly two very profound statements. 1 John 2, 28, 
1 John 2, 28 says, and now little children, isn't that sweet how the Bible calls you little kids? Abide in him. What does that mean? Hang out, live with Jesus day in, day out. That when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. That's God's will. Titus 2, 13 and 14. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us. Ladies and gentlemen, family, that's good news. That's good news. The older I get, the more sweet the Bible becomes to me. I hope it's true for you. Um, And by the way, you have to think things through as you get older. The other day I saw a penny on the ground. A penny, say, you know, so what? Well, it used to be I'd just walk by those pennies. But there's just something about getting older. She's like, that's a penny. Didn't Ben Franklin say a penny saved is a... Yeah, that's right. So then I had to stop, and I had to bring my emotions under control and put them on the level and gird up the loins of my mind and ponder this for a minute and make a very serious decision. My emotions said, keep going. Don't even stoop down to get it. But then responsibility said, it's a penny. If I pass by, it's almost as though I'm unthankful to God. And I had to weigh this out. And then I took my life into my hands because this is what I was thinking. If I bend down to get that penny, at my age, I could slip a disc. That would cost me a thousand bucks. Lord, show me thy will, O God. (laughs) And I made sure I bent my knees and I bent down and I picked up the penny and I turned it around and I saw what was worth more than a thousand bucks. Exactly. In God we trust. In God we trust. My friend, today, is it in God you trust? Because he's coming. Jesus said, in an hour that you're not expecting me and in a day that you're not looking for me, I will come. Suddenly. And I want to set you up to bring you to a deep reality. First slide. This is what's happening across our nation right now. This is not a political statement. This is just a fact. For those of you who are following either the markets or the world, for those of you who get paychecks, you've already seen a difference. By the way, this is CNBC. This is not Fox. Stock market's value under President Trump has grown 6.9, what's the word? I'm sorry, what's the word? Trillion dollars to 30.6 trillion. It's never happened before in the history of our nation on those levels. Right now, the G7 meeting with the leaders of the world, uh, you can look it up later to see what's happening regarding that and what the leader's opinions are of how things are going on financially in America. Listen, Europe is delighted. Japan is delighted. Singapore is delighted of what's happening in America. You're buying stuff. You're investing. You're bringing more money home now in your paycheck. Something's happening. You would think we'd all be jumping up, clicking our heels. Next slide. 
I want to to leave that on the screen. Keep looking at that while I read something to you. Right now, the U.S. economy is booming. Record growth, record wealth, record low unemployment rate. From 9.4 under President Barack Obama to 3.8 in the last 500 days, more blacks, more females, more Hispanics are employed than any previous decades. Uh, ISIS has been defeated. Trump has put Rocket Man in his place, and they're talking today in Singapore. America is on a high. If you're in the stock market, your, in, your investments have gone anywhere from 15 to 30%. Millionaires are being made by the minute. And what's happening? Our kids are killing themselves. Teen suicide. By the way, the most, the most dangerous group of people to be in America today is a teenager from 12 to 21 years of age, white, affluent. You're the most likely to commit suicide in America. Did you know that? By the way, look at the data. Affluence seems to be one of the indicators of possible Suicide. Remarkable. The teen suicide rate has more than doubled. Here's how you can help save your child. You can read that article. The internet's full of it right now. What's happening? Listen to this. The number one cause they think is happening is that kids are online 24-7 and they're hearing the opinions of other people and they're going out and killing themselves because Susie, who they don't even know, said something bad about them. You saw perhaps on the news that one Playboy playmate was criticized by others in her community about what she had said about morality and she killed herself. Just the other day, I liked the guy. I don't know him, but I liked this program. I just liked him. I, seem, I, I would like to have met him, which is rare for me to want to meet a, a personality, but I just liked the guy, and he hung himself the other day. Anthony Bodin. Well, what's his last name? Bourdain. Hung himself. Kate Spade. Unlimited wealth. Incredible fame. Sought out all around the world. Kills herself. There are more people from Madison Avenue to Hollywood Boulevard, the wealthy, the famous, killing themselves today. America is on a suicide epidemic. While the stock market's exploding, people are making more money. What's my point? Money's not the answer. Listen, in Beverly Hills speaking last Friday night, you should have seen the parking lot. I felt like a, I felt like a fish out of water. In the parking lot. Mercedes, oh, Mercedes, that was Mercedes, BMW, that was low life. (laughs) Lamborghinis, Maseratis, Porsche of, I never knew they made Porsches like that. Rolls Royces, all of these cars and all of this stuff. And I'm watching, knowing the statistics of what's happening in the world and watching all this pomp and glory pull up. And you would have thought, listen, if you had this one Lamborghini pulled up and it was, I got to tell you, it was awesome. Now, if you had a car like that, or even if you rented a car like that for the night, wouldn't you think, well, how would you, would you get out of the car? What would you act like? All these people pulling up, they're like, they're like this. <laughs> like they're bored, like something's wrong. Like, man, whatever. Of course, they act like that until you put a scratch in their car, then they go insane. (laughs) What's the point? 
the point is this. Listen, if you were getting out of that car and you've never been used to that kind of car, you would have said, look at this car. No, listen, this is, it's, 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 it's fake. It's a facade life. Listen, the money is not going to help you. The position is not going to help you. Clearly, the fame doesn't help you. Go now from this place and know this, that God has a plan for your life. His love for you is immense. His grace will get you all the way through to the end. Jesus is coming back. Church, don't Don't miss him. Father, we pray and we ask, Lord, now that by your truth today, Lord, this feeble attempt to honor your word, but your word has been spoken, your word has been quoted, and I quote it again, you who fear the name of the Lord, the son of righteousness shall rise with healing in his wings, says the word of God. So, Father, I pray that you'd bring healing upon this church body and upon those who are watching right now and to those who are later to stream this message or other gatherings over this study and that, God, you'd bring hope. Lord, that you'd send the wind of the Holy Spirit to fill our sails of thought. And, Father, that we would leave this place being people that march to the drum of heaven, to the beat of the will of God and not our own. And Father, that you'd rescue. Church, stand if you would as I pray. I don't know why, just stand, okay? As I continue to pray, God, we plead for our young people today. We plead for the young people of America. God, that they would have hope, that they would, Lord, read your promises, that they would get away from being vandalized and victimized by tweets, by posts, by the tyranny of technology. And God, that they would find their life. And for any of us that are here today, that we would find our identity in Jesus because he alone is our life. And we thank you for the cross. We thank you for the resurrection. We thank you for our forgiveness. We thank you that you, Lord, invite us by your grace to enter your kingdom by faith alone. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs, here on Real Radio, in a message called Go Now. Thanks for joining us today. You know, our hope is that you don't wait until it's too late, but come to that saving grace of Jesus Christ right away. Go Now is part of Pastor Jack's series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter. It's a series that takes us through the life and times of the Apostle Peter, whose love for Jesus Christ carried him through great persecution, and whose compassion for others, quite frankly, still inspires us today. And we'll continue on the next edition of Real Radio. You know, in this life, we don't always have the luxury of choosing, but Peter makes it clear that we can choose where we're going to spend eternity. Still, before you decide, you may have some questions. I get that. Or maybe you just don't know where to go from here. We'd like to help. Simply go to our website, reallifewithjackhibbs.org, and click on that tab there that's labeled Know God. That's K-N-O-W, God. And once you're there, we're pretty sure you're going to find the answers you're looking for. You are not here by accident. That's the truth. There's a reason why you're listening to this broadcast right now. God truly does love you, and He wants you to spend eternity in heaven with Him. Again, it's the Know God tab. It's at our website, reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's real life with jackhibs.org.
And if you need to get a hold of us for any reason, you can call us at 877-RR-RADIO. That's 877-777-2346. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 1273, Chino Hills, California, 91709. And don't forget, we have other ways to connect with us, such as Facebook, Instagram, and the Real Life with Jack Hibbs app. Or you can visit our website at reallifewithjackhibbs.org and click right there on our contact tab. It's real easy, and we'd be happy to get back to you. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. I'm David J. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Radio.